In this episode, I want to take a look at how to work with dates and times in Swift. So imagine we have some input, and that is a date. Let's say that it is uh, uh, 12, 10, I'll use uh, slashes here, uh, 2018, which is today's date. And let's say I wanted to parse this into a date instance. Uh, for that, I would create a date formatter. And I would set the uh, date formatter on our formatter to a string that uh, matches up with each one of these pieces. And so uh, you could see that our uh, we have a month, we have a day and a year, and I just happen to know that um, this is gonna be capital MM, so lowercase dd, and for lowercase y's for that. And how did I know that? Well, these numbers come from the Unicode technical standard number 35, and uh, you could search for that and you'll get this list. It's this giant list here, and if you look down at section eight, it'll show you the date format patterns, some examples here. Uh, this is not the most readable of documents, unfortunately. And uh, this actually led me to create nsdateformatter.com, which is a site uh, written in Swift that uses live date formatter on the server. And uh, so you can do things like, you know, change the date formats and sort of see what you get um, as a result. And it includes a reference table and examples of a bunch of different common date formats. And so this is a much easier way to look up the values uh, that you need for a date formatter. So I can see that I needed uh, MM for a two-digit month, DD for a two-digit day, and for a year, uh, you would you can choose between the uh, single Y, which will use a four digits where appropriate, or the four-digit Y, which will use four digits and zero pad the results um, if it needs to. And doing so will depend on whether you're parsing or uh, displaying dates. And we should probably make that distinction up front. There are two main roles for the date formatter. There's parsing, and that is taking uh, some sort of string or int and turning that into a date. And uh, usually this string and int in this case come from somewhere structured, like an API or a database. And uh, so we just need to convert that from whatever format it's stored internally to an actual date instance we can work with. The other role is for displaying to the user. And in this case, we take a date and we convert it to a string. Now, it's important at this point to sort of honor the user's locale. Uh, this is really important because uh, this date probably looks uh, foreign to a lot of people. In fact, it probably looks ambiguous to a lot of people. Uh, if you didn't know that I was in the US, then you would probably think that this date is actually October 12th because the date is ambiguous. Um, if I switch around the month and the year or month and the day here, uh, then we can get two different dates out of the same string. Uh, and just to finish this up, we'll say a date from string here and pass in our input. And that gives us back an optional date. So I'm just going to unwrap it here and print out the result. So you can see that uh, it knows that it is uh, December 10th because of my locale. So let's say, for instance, that I wanted to uh, take something that comes from an API. And this is probably the more common case. So we're talking about parsing here. So I'm going to open up this example request here I have for the GitHub Issues API. And if we scroll down through here, you can see a bunch of different data, one of which is created at and updated at dates here. And so I'm just going to copy uh, this value here. And we're going to come back in and we're going to paste it right there. Now, if we take a look at this date format, first of all, you notice that it doesn't run anymore because uh, formatter date from input returns nil because this format did not match this input. But if we take this uh, piece by piece, we can sort of see um, how this is structured. So we, here we've got a four digit year. 
followed by a literal dash, uh, followed by a two-digit month. And it's important to do two M's here and not just one, because if it was January, February, we just get a single digit here, but we want two digits. So it'll zero pad the month there. Same thing for the day. And then we have this T, which is a separator for time. And uh, T actually means something else. And so we actually need a literal T in the output. And so we put uh, quotes around it or a single quote around it to indicate that we want a literal T uh, or we expect a literal T here. And then we need a 24 hour format for the hour. And so we use capital H's there. Again, if we're confused on the specifics here, we can go over to this reference and see that this is the 24 hour, uh, two digit hour. Then a colon and uh, minutes, and Xcode's trying to be helpful here, and seconds. And then at the very end here, we have the time zone, which is specified as Z. And Z means uh, zero or Zulu, which is uh, how many hours or minutes offset from UTC. And uh, so it's common that all of the dates that we get back from an API are almost certainly going to be in UTC time, sort of a neutral time zone that uh, you will do all of your user-facing display in local time zone, but uh, this does indicate what time zone it is. So the server could return to you, if that information is important, uh, what time zone the date is. And so in that case, it might be something like uh, minus 0600 for me in Central Standard Time, or if you're in New York, maybe 0500. And this is, again, how many hours offset from UTC we are. Um, here in the US, um, and you could also say plus uh, five hours here if you're east of Greenwich Mean Time. Okay, so here I'm going to expect Z, and this format here is called ISO 8601 format. And if you search for ISO 8601, you find a ton of articles uh, and reference guides for how to parse dates with ISO 8601. It's become a standard for APIs, and this is almost certainly the result you'll see in 99% of cases. So I'm going to use that as my uh, date format string and notice that it did parse it and it got it uh, exactly how we needed it. Now it's worth noting that if I go back to that first example, let's just say input two equals, let's use a four digit year and a two digit month like this, or maybe with dashes this time. Um, this might be something that would be used as like a file name, for instance. And uh, the reason why you'd use this for a file name is because it's inherently sortable, uh, right? It goes in magnitude order from the greatest to the least amount of magnitude. So if we have something like this that doesn't have time on the end of it, and then we uh, create a new formatter, so I'll call this formatter2. And on that, we'll set the date format to be uh, four-digit year, two-digit month, two-digit day. And then we will say if let date two equals formatter dot formatter two dot date from input two. So in this case, if we take a look at date two that we get back, notice that this one shows up as zero six, so six a.m. and the time offset is zero, which means this is UTC time, six a.m. UTC time. Now why is that? It looks a little bit puzzling. It's on the day that I specified, but I didn't specify the time. And so it assumes zero midnight on that day. So zero midnight in central standard time where I am is six hours ahead in UTC time. So it converted this date to UTC time and that's where this six hours comes from. So this can be a little bit confusing. Um, and so 
if you're only dealing with dates and you never care about time, well, then this is probably going to be fine. But just make sure that, uh, that you're aware that when we convert to a date, uh, the date's internal format is always going to be UTC, and it always looks at a time zone when it's displayed. Okay, so these are two ways that we can you know, pull in dates uh, from a string format and uh, convert them using a date formatter. Now, if you had an int, let's say you had uh, some value. So if we go over here into terminal and we use date, date gives us the current date. And if we do uh, plus percent S, this gives us the number of seconds since 1970. So I've seen some APIs that do this. Uh, Stripe is one that comes to mind where it uh, gives you date as an integer. Uh, this is less common, but um, it has its benefits. One of them, things are inherently sortable. They are stored efficiently. However, it lacks the human readability part of this that I think is important and also lacks the ability for the time to carry along with it time zone information because this is assumed to be number of seconds since 1970 in uh, UTC. Now, there's another format of uh, integer-based time, which is amount of time since January 1st, 2001. And uh, it's unclear which one this is just by looking at the number. You just have to know. And so, again, it's just a mark in, in favor of this type of format, which is way more explicit, more human-readable, um, at the expense of some storage and maybe some complexity in parsing. Um, if I did have some sort of seconds since uh, 1970, like this, and I pass it in that way, uh, this would be a time interval, uh, which is just time interval now. Um, this could be a decimal number, right? It could include some sort of milliseconds at the end of it. And if I wanted to do that, then we would say date, and then we pass in uh, the time interval since 1970. Uh, now, you can see here that the documentation here talks about 00 UTC January 1st, 1970 as the reference date there, but there's this other thing that I call the reference date, which is January 1st, 2001. And um, you just have to know which one you're supposed to use. If you're doing this from the uh, date command in bash, then you'll use the 1971, and we'll pass in seconds since 1970, and we'll get back the same date. Okay, so now I wanna talk about displaying dates. So let's say we have uh, one of these dates. Let's take this first one here. And if I wanna display this to the user, I might do something like this where, um, We'll call this the display formatter, which is a new date formatter. And I would use a new date formatter because I don't want to use this date format anymore. I want to use a different one. And so I'd say display formatter.dateformat. And I might say that, you know, at this date will look good to me if I say something like, um, say, a 3Ms is going to give me the shortened month name and then a DD, comma, and then a four digit year. And I'm using the single Y here because. Um, it will use a single, it will use a four-digit year where it's appropriate, where it's displayed. And so in the U.S. we'll see a four-digit year, but other locales might show something different. And then I can say something like display formatter.string from date, and I'll pass in this date, and we'll just print this out. Now, um, I have to comment out this stuff for a second, just so that we only see this in the output. And now you see December 10th, 2018, which looks good to me, but again, I'm running this on my machine in the U.S., and this makes sense to me, but doesn't make sense to somebody else. In fact, that the, the shortened word December, this is in English. Um, and so it doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to hard code this date format. In fact, Apple actively discourages this. So instead, when we're rendering something for the UI, we should always choose one of these uh, date styles here. And the date styles we have to choose from are full, long, medium, short, and none. 
Uh, let's choose the short one for a second. You can see that we got 12, 10, 18 like this. Again, it makes sense for me right here where I'm sitting and what I'm used to as part of my culture. But if I were to um, pretend for a minute, we can set the locale here. This is going to inherit the locale on your system, uh, but you can override it. So let's say I am in ENGB culture um, or locale. So this is English from Great Britain. And you can see here that it's flopped the, uh, the month and the day, which is, you know, arguably more sensible, but less common in the U.S. If you're, if you're rendering dates, uh, it's, it's not a matter of personal preference. It's a matter of what is accepted in the culture. So this makes more sense there. Now, if we do... Uh, expand this out and let's say we do like a long style so this will more you know spell it out a little bit more uh, here you can see that again it's different from what we would expect in the US we would expect December space 10 comma 2018 but in Great Britain this is more common um, and again if we uh, change to something that's not in English like if we go to Spanish from Spain you can see here that it's um, already localizing the the words in the output here and it lowercases the D which is also interesting if we look at the uh, short style and we do that in German notice that the separator here is dots and so these are things that you don't want to hard code in your application you want to leverage uh, date formatter and locale for doing the hard work for you and uh, just inherit the locale on the user system in order to display what is appropriate uh, for that locale. Now there's another area of locale which is important and uh, going back up to this date format here, uh, this date format is this date formatter is also going to inherit the user's locale and uh, these uh, values are going to be inherited from the user's own calendar. And so if you switched from a Gregorian calendar to a Buddhist calendar, for instance, then you're going to get the wrong values for all of these. If we wanted to be unambiguous all the time, then we need to specify that the locale is a known locale that these were generated in. So let's say they were generated in something that looks like maybe ENUS, but it's odd here to hard code a locale for ENUS um, because this is also a geopolitical region that could potentially change its official date format sometime in the future. And we don't want that. We want our computers to work even after an event like that occurred. So there is a deviation from this called ENUS uh, underscore POSIX. And uh, what this means is it, it looks and acts like uh, ENUS, except that it's different. And so if ENUS changes, uh, this one won't. And so uh, we can pass in our identifier prefix there. And we're going to get the same result here, but it is more resilient to uh, the user's calendar and their local settings on their machine. Okay, so the last thing I want to cover is uh, codable. And let's say we had a struct here called issue, and this is like um, we were looking at GitHub issues earlier. Uh, we could have something like a title and then maybe a created at for the issue. And uh, we want this to be encodable so that when I create one, I can convert it to JSON. And so I can create my issue like this, and then I need to create an encoder, and then we'll set the output formatting to pretty printed so it's easier to read. And then we can get some data out of this and then printing the result of that. Okay, so you can see that it output the JSON here and the result we got was this sort of decimal number. And you might think that this is that uh, second since 1970, but in fact it's not. Um, if we take this number and we try to uh, run it in the terminal here with date-r for the number of seconds and we pass that in, uh, we get a number from 1987, which is off by quite a bit. 
And so uh, this is the uh, number of seconds since January 1st, 2001. Um, but it doesn't really matter. If you're, if you're just using Codable's defaults, you can take this to JSON uh, and then back again with, uh, with Decodable and uh, things will just work. Uh, but oftentimes we want the date to be the same format as the server. And so in this case, we can say encoder.date encoding strategy. And there's a bunch of different things here we could use. Uh, one of them is ISO 8601. So it'll do the heavy lifting for us. Now, as you can see here that it's using the same format we specified above, um, there are some APIs that expect uh, to, sometimes they return or sometimes they expect to see milliseconds on the end of this. Uh, which would be like a, a decimal with three digits at the end, which indicate fractional seconds. And if we needed to support that, we could not use the built-in ISO 8601 formatter here. We'd have to do something like uh, formatted with a custom date formatter, and uh, we could specify a formatter that we want. So let's say we have a, um, a full ISO 8601 formatter like this, and then we'll on that formatter, we'll set the date format and I'm just gonna copy uh, this same format that we had here. And then we're gonna add on uh, decimal with three capital S's. And then here we can say we're gonna format it with the full ISO 8601 format, formatter. And now you can see that it includes uh, fractional seconds onto the end of this, uh, which can be quite handy. Now there's another way that we could do this, um, and that's by using a, a lesser known type called the ISO 8601 date formatter. Um, we're going to call this the ISO formatter, and we'll create it like this. Now, the ISO formatter has format options, and you can pass in a bunch of different things uh, that you want here, and one of them is with fractional seconds. And so here, if I want to take uh, this date and uh, use ISO formatter, unfortunately, ISO 8601 formatter inherits from formatter. It doesn't inherit from date formatter. So I can't pass it along this same in the same way that we did this way. Uh, but we could, however, use uh, encoder's date encoding strategy of custom, in which case we get the date that we need to encode and the encoder to encode it into. Now here we would have to get a, a single value container for this encoder and then encode it. And basically that's how we would use it if we wanted to do something non-standard or something where we didn't have a date formatter already. Uh, we could do that. Uh, but if you just need to parse an ISO 8601 date formatter, uh, you can use this class as well. And so that is a whirlwind tour of how to work with dates and times in Swift.